Welcome to Harvest Time. We're glad you're here today. Looking forward to visiting with some folks that are out with us for our weekend um, faith for the family, and I uh, look forward to introducing them in just a minute. But before we do, I want to remind you that this weekend really is centered around the family. We've been talking about this now for weeks, and um, it really starts up as this will be aired on Friday night, and we've got a number of folks registered to be with us at Leo Palace a Friday night session. There's a meal with that. And then on Saturday as well, you say, well, man, I just hearing this on Friday night. You could still make it for our Saturday sessions. Show up at Leo Palace. We'll be looking for you. And then on Sunday as well, uh, with the focus on family, uh, that will be on 1030 at our morning worship service and reminders that at 930 for all the adults, their combined session with the men and with the ladies, and I hope that you'll make it in the auditorium and over at the FLC. Plan to be with us, 930, for the Adult Bible Fellowships combined. Of course, all the nursery, children, teens, all of them are available. 1030, the worship service, and then we'll finish it all out at our family Bible hour, 6 o'clock Sunday night. This next week is always busy, lots going on, men's Bible studies every day, ladies' Bible studies with with my wife, Mrs. Heron, in the conference room at 11 o'clock. I hope and pray that this month of February will be a great, great month for you as we also look forward to Valentine's Day. And on that note, that's why we have our family weekend this weekend. We have the privilege to have Danny and Kristen Brooks former pastor, may I add, of Heritage Bible Church in Greenville, South Carolina. And both these folks are not new to the island nor new to our ministry here. They're with us five years ago for a conference. So first of all, welcome, Danny, Chris, and thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of hearing your story because you all are in a huge transition. And um, and so let's talk, first of all, Chris, if I can, about family. Get us up to speed. Uh, you, maybe you can kind of... Uh, uh, pull the veil back, how you met Danny, and then uh, your children, ages, all those good, you know, details. Fun details that people want to know. Yes. Um, Danny and I met in college, and we met my senior year, his second senior year, we like to joke, Um, and we started dating and got married in 1991. We have almost 22-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a Mm 15-year-old. And um, our two younger kids are going to be moving with us. That's another little part of our story that God is doing right now. We're moving to Utah in June. And um, our two older children will be staying in Greenville, South Carolina. Our daughter that is 19 will be continuing in college there. And then our almost 22-year-old has got a job now. Just graduated from college and is working in the real world. Yeah. Big stages right yep. there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you were here five years ago, so you were right in the middle of the milieu of all the children being there. And mm-hmm. now seeing them out of the nest is always um, challenging. It is. It, it is. is. That's for sure. And Danny, uh, comment on this um, headed to Utah. You've been yeah. senior pastor at Heritage Bible Church for how many years now? Lead pastor for just 19 years, youth pastor prior to that, so just shy of 25 years in all that we've been at Heritage. And a couple of years ago, the Lord really began to stir our hearts in an unexpected way. Uh, We were aware of another group of friends who had moved to Salt Lake City to plant a church almost five years ago, 
And uh, as we talked and even prayed with them, and, and our church, Heritage, has uh, a long history of planting churches, of doing internships with guys and sending them out. And as we were talking through some of the potential for future church plants, uh, one of my friends said, have you and Kristen ever thought about moving from where you are to come to a place like this to plant a church? And initially, I, I really kind of blew him off and said, no, I don't think I'm a church planter. But then he, he asked, well, would you pray? And we did. And God began to just stir our hearts. And then as we searched the scriptures together, there were key passages that he used. Psalm 67, uh, a couple of passages in Romans, uh, Romans 4, Romans 8, Romans 10 and 15. These things came to life for us in a very unexpected way. And so about uh, two years ago now, we, we made a survey trip out there just to see. And after that brief visit, we said to our friends and said to the Lord, we're going to turn our face towards Salt Lake. And if, if you want us to go, you need to keep leading us and, and confirming that. And if not, we're happy to stay where we are. We love heritage, love the upstate of South Carolina, and uh, we'll just continue on. And uh, God made it abundantly clear. Mm. It's time to go, and uh, Salt Lake is where I want you to be. So we're, we're wrapping things up in Greenville. I finished my pastoral responsibilities the end of December. And now we've got about a six-month window, a transitional time to raise support and um, pack up our belongings and sell the house and, and uh, make the transition. One of the things we're really excited about is how God has led us into partnership with several other folks. And one of those couples would be Kevin and Misty and Afuku. Mm. And uh, how thrilling just to see God leading in their hearts and also confirming his direction for them. And so, Lord willing, they're also going to be making the move in June. And uh, we'll arrive in Salt Lake probably about the same time and and set up a, a new life, a new ministry, and see what God has for all of us. Now, comment on um, church plant for those who might be listening and say, what, what is that like, you know, putting a seed into the right. ground? <laughs> We're talking about a church explain that what does that mean for a church plant particularly in your situation because there are some dynamics that are secured about that there are um and sometimes a church planting work will mean from from nothing people commit to to establishing a church um, ours isn't quite like that what we've seen god do over a couple of years is to bring several groups and individuals together so really there are two different churches already in salt lake city who have entered a formal partnership to establish a new work one of those is a mission church on the southwest side of salt lake city and the other would be gospel grace church that's where our friends have uh, established that work and are, are serving um, those two churches have formally agreed to come together. And then you have some individuals like the Inafukus and like our family who are planning to move into the area uh, to help establish this work. So we're not starting from ground zero. Uh, God is, is pulling together people and resources. And our vision is that we would not only be a healthy congregation in and of ourselves, but that we could become what we describe as a church planting hub. That means that our prayer is that in short order, we also would be sending out other teams to establish churches all up and down the valley. Mm. Utah's a very needy place, and in some respects, even poorer, gospelly speaking, than um, nations like China. There's a lower percentage of Christian followers of Jesus Christ in Utah than there are in countries like China and Indonesia. 
And so we, we desire to see God reach hundreds and thousands, and we want to be a part of that movement that we think God has underway. Now, for you all who, in your case, have come from an established church, and they're, I think, helping you in mm-hmm. this in this endeavor, and the model in a biblical way would be in Acts 13 onward right. as a church in Antioch that saw the need, heard the call, and sent out what most people would recognize the name of Paul and Barnabas and multiple names that attached to that. And they would go into a town where there was no gospel and preach and see people saved and um, and then build those faithful men into leaders that become ordained elders and deacons mm-hmm. and then move on. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, for the mission team that was supported and sponsored by Antioch, so financially, those young believers, were, were, first of all, there's no church, there's no monies there. And even with young believers, young church, they don't have any money. So therefore, there are sending churches like Mm -hmm. we are with the Inafukus or you are out of Heritage and others that are helping support. How difficult is that these days, particularly with a place like Salt Lake? It is the United States. It's not foreign missions. Right. Um, It's home missions, but nonetheless, as you mentioned, in contrast Mm -hmm. to, say, China. How do churches do that? What is the normal pattern that you're finding in that? You know, on the on the support side, we're finding that churches and individuals are very enthusiastic about helping to support. And so one of the things we're seeing in answer to prayer and, and just a very simple, straightforward effort on our part is uh, a team of supporters coming along beside us to help fund this effort. We're asking folks to consider a three- to five-year commitment. Our church, Heritage Bible Church, has uh, generously agreed to to support about a third of our needs, and that's huge. Um, so we are trusting the Lord in all of that. As far as what happens once we're there, we don't know. We, we would like to think that within three to five years, we will have a healthy congregation that is self-sustaining, that is reproducing, so that we would not be dependent upon outside uh, financial support to sustain it. But that's in God's hands, and as you mentioned, particularly if it's first-generation believers, sometimes, you know, that discipleship process of helping people understand the opportunity and responsibility to give generously just takes time. But we, we plan to not only evangelize, but to disciple and, and, and make mature disciples of Jesus Christ uh, as the Lord has instructed us. Um, so we'll see. Now, let's go back to the model in Acts 13, and, and some that might be listening would understand that Paul also was a tent maker, mm-hmm. and that's a huge movement. In fact, mm-hmm. there are organizations that call themselves tent makers. In your case, are you going to be a tent maker where you're going to end up working, or are you leaning on being able to get some of these churches to help support you so that you have more time to be able to do what you're called to do? Well, we, we are prepared uh, to work bivocationally, tent making, as you've described it, and as the New Testament model is, at least in in several places, we probably will even get jobs, at least a little part-time jobs, initially just to make stronger personal connections right in in the community. Um, We're tracking right now in a way that I think we may be fully funded by the time we move, which relieves us of some of that financial pressure, which praise the Lord for that. I know as Kristen and I have talked about it, though, we, we see some advantages 
to working bivocationally and, and trusting the Lord for that. Add comments about that, Kristen, but I was just ready to toggle to you to comment about the personal insecurities that come. You've been in an established work. Mm-hmm. Heritage Bible's got thousands of members. It's it's secure there. It's established. It's normalized living. This yeah. is what you all know. You have a house, so now all of that is going away, and you're going into a new frontier. What does a mom and wife say to that? I actually am very excited about it. I'm more the type that when Danny says, I think we want to do this, I say, great, let's go for it. I'm just probably personally a little more a little more adventuresome and just willing to try anything and within reason. <laughs> but we have been in one place the, our whole married mm. life, so that will be different. I'm excited to move. I'm excited for what God has for us, but I'm also a little a little nervous. Just, I think when we get out there, we'll we'll realize we have left everything we know, and I'm a little lonely. But I'm excited for what God has for us, too. So I am more adventurous, I guess. So I I hope I'm not going to be worried about it once we get out there. You know, a a great missionary was asked one time about this exact transition that they were leaving an established ministry and heading out to a new field, foreign field. And he said, all I know is that I left as a hero and I arrived as an idiot. That's probably how we will feel. <laughs> well, I know for Tammy and I, we moved here in 2000. I had reflections of that. Like everybody's, you know, yeah, and, you know, bye. And, you know, oh, you're just awesome and great. And then you show up and, you know, within a month, you're like, uh, I don't know anything. I don't know anybody. I don't know nothing. Yeah. But those are probably the greatest times of growth and change and trust as well and for you all are committed to doing the lord's will this is his assignment as it is for the infukus and uh, partnering with good people that have a like-minded vision you know uh, and when you know god's in it as you started with Mm -hmm. then boy you can you really can face a whole lot no this is what we're supposed to do so when you know high waters come they don't drown you they cleanse you and and move Mm -hmm. forward Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this weekend because in the midst of all this big change and finishing out at Heritage and now coming here, you've been here before. I don't know if there's much change from what was five years ago other than some fresh new faces maybe compared to my old face. Mm-hmm. But talk about the weekend as you see it and what you've planned for in topics that you're looking to deal with. Yeah, we have uh, had quite a number of discussions, and I know Kristen and I have been praying that God would use his word just to strengthen the faith of his people, to challenge those who, who may not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, to come to him, to know him, and, and love him and serve him. I think Kristen and I have a, a great burden to see couples strengthened. We, we know how hard marriage is. We've been married 25 years, and in year 13 of our marriage, we hit some really, really rough spots in the road. We'll share a little bit of that throughout the weekend. Uh, but we're sympathetic with those who look at marriage and, and, and honestly ask, is it worth it? How can we have ended up in this place? And what we're excited about is that God gives us real answers. And his plan for us from creation forward is good. And he intends blessing. And so we're hopeful that as we open the scriptures together, uh, we'll be looking at passages like Genesis 1 and 2, and even chapter 3. We'll end up in places like Ephesians 5, some of the familiar places related to marriage. But we are eager to just share the goodness of God as we've known it and experienced it. Mm. And I know Kristen desires to just 
share some things with the ladies of a real practical nature. And she's a gifted teacher and very transparent, very real. And I know that her testimony as well as teaching will be a great encouragement to the ladies. You know, Christian, you were here five years ago as we close here. Comment about some of the areas for you as you're going to be talking to the ladies as well as on uh, not only the weekend, but on Sunday Mm -hmm. as well. I just enjoy being able to do this. One of the things, as Danny said, is just going back to Genesis and what is God's plan for me, just me personally? And then as a woman, what's his plan for me? And it really begins in Genesis. I mean, we're created in his image, and that's an awesome thing that we're created in his image. And I think sometimes we just kind of pass over that and don't really realize what all that means for me. And then as a woman, I'm created um, with a very special design, and that's a, that's a gift. And I think in this culture, we want to just put that aside. That's not That doesn't seem right, um, but that's God's way, and God's way is so much better than anything that we can ever mm. come up with. Yeah. And when we do it God's way, our relationships that we have with husbands, family, coworkers, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, it just, it works. Yeah. God's way works. Amen. Well, I know you'll be sharing some of those things on Sunday morning as well. Danny, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for those that might not be with us on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, what are your, your focus for Sunday as far as church is concerned? Uh, I, I would love to open the, uh, the, the scriptures, Ephesians 4 in particular, and just explore the power of forgiveness. I think every one of our relationships uh, is, is a potential battleground and being human means being hurt by others and hurting others, sometimes unintentionally, sometimes with every intention to wound. But the gospel of Jesus Christ helps us and equips us to actually forgive in the same way that God forgives us. It's a powerful thought that God, for Christ's sake, forgives us. And I'd like to explore in depth in our main worship service Sunday morning how that biblical forgiveness and the practice of it frees us. It releases us from carrying all kinds of, of weights on our heart and the wounds of our souls, and God has such good things for us. So uh, that would be one thing that, that I would love to explore in depth this Sunday. Well, we do hope you'll join us this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church, as we will be focusing on the family with Pastor Danny and Kristen Brooks, starting at 9.30 a.m. when we have our Adult Bible Fellowships. It's a split session with Pastor Danny and Kristen. And then our Sunday morning worship service, 10.30 a.m. And on into the evening, 6 p.m. Family Bible Hour, this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. Thanks for listening to Harvest Time.